1: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knudsen Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- That oh, The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This, this is, is the game of roses. roses.
1: Welcome, Welcome to the game, game of roses. roses. <laughs> my clickbait bam! Guess who? It's me, Taysha. Dang it! I really miss saying that. Hi guys. Um, I'm just stopping by just to say hi, but also just to really express my love and my gratitude to every single one of you. Before, well, I just say goodbye for a little while. Um, I was really anticipating and looking forward to coming back to Clickbait, but it just seems to be that time just to work on myself and the many things I have coming down the pipeline. But I wanted to express how much the love and support of all of our listeners have meant to me, especially those since day one who have helped us build Clickbait from the bottom up. This podcast will hold such a special place in my heart. But i also just really excited to see where it goes. And I know that I'm leaving it in very, very capable hands. Joe, Natasha, and now Tia. I'm always going to be rooting for you guys. And I will definitely be listening. I mean, who knows? I might even stop by and say hello in the future. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you. And, um, you know, as I always say, when one door closes, another opens. And I'm actually really excited to share what's next. So keep following along because, honey, we're just getting started. Anyway, much love to all of you guys. We'll talk soon. Bye.
2: Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: This is Bachelor Clues, and this is This Week in Bachelor Nation. That clip we just opened the show with was, of course, Tasha Adams, former host of Bachelor Happy Hour, former host of Clickbait. Recording an audio message to all the listeners of Clickbait under what seems like duress. Didn't seem like she uh, was too happy to be doing that.
2: It's not duress. She has the pipeline. (laughs) That's right. There's a pipeline. There's a whole thing.
0: Many projects coming out. She's going to be alerting us to those in the near future. Of course, can't tell us any details about any of it right now. But yeah, it's just a general, I'm okay. Everything's great. Just in case you thought the show did something bad to me. No, I'm right here. Listen to my voice. I'm fine. She just wanted us to know all of that, but she did not take the time to go into the Clickbait studio or even Zoom in with them. This was just a pre-recorded audio message, once again, letting us all know everything's fine, nothing to see here. Keep moving on and listening to uh, Clickbait under the watchful eye now of GSJ, Natasha Parker, and...
2: Tia Booth. Congratulations, Tia.
0: But... Aside from that, we will very likely be covering that clip in our next digging deeper which will be out in roughly a week's time. It'll be not this coming Monday, but the following.
2: Yeah, we should spend some time on it.
0: <laughs> we will be talking more about that. Yeah, it deserves some some time, but what we wanted to talk about real quick up top is something else that's happening and I really that Tasha clip is a part of it. It is mm-hmm. the sauce wars. The sauce Wars have begun.
2: No, they haven't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean though? They have.
2: No, there's no war. There's not a war. It's actually a de-escalation. We're trying sanctions right now. Uh-huh. We've gotten the, the families of our representatives out of the territory, but there's no need to worry.
0: Right, right. I'm not saying that it's like a literal <laughs> war or anything. I just use that because I, I think it's funny.
2: We've abandoned the embassies, but don't worry. There you have it. Nothing to see here. Uh-huh. Do you understand? I'm referring to Ukraine and Russia.
0: Yeah, World War Three starting. I understand what you're referencing. <laughs> and
2: Clues is talking about... <laughs>
0: I'm talking about... What?
2: What are you talking about?
0: The war within the fourth audience. What I'm calling the sauce war which is, Mm. I think, because of our book, I think because of everything we've been doing on this show, but also everything that's percolating within the nation, within the coverage tier of the nation. There are podcasts Mm -hmm. who are on one side of this line, who are slinging the sauce, dripping the sauce, who are making audio recordings saying everything's fine. That is one side Mm -hmm. of the sauce wars. The other side are the people like us who understand this is a game that there is extreme monetary value and incentive to be had by players for towing that company line. And what really uh-huh. is the show we're watching? What is The Bachelor? How much of it is it real versus how much is a complete production? And how much is that sauce? That's to me what The Sauce Wars is. And I think we're in a new era of it where it's like, you have to answer that question for yourself now. I don't think you can watch this show or be part of the fourth audience without figuring out where you sit on the side of that line. Which army are you in? Which country are you in?
2: I mean, war sounds aggressive.
0: Yeah, I'm not suggesting that it's a real war, but you know you know what I mean. It's the sauce wars.
2: I never know what you
0: mean. How about the sauce debate? The great sauce debate. Is that better? Oh
2: my God. <laughs> I I mean, I do think we have been seeing this divergence in the coverage between yes. company podcasts and non-company podcasts. Are you getting the show early on a file to watch and mm-hmm. at your leisure? Or are you not? That's a good hint.
0: That's really what I'm talking about. With the Sauce Wars is those people in the middle. We're talking, of course, about... The Great Vial, a.k.a. Nick Vial, a.k.a. The Goat, a.k.a. Greatest Player of All Time, a.k.a. Runner Up Twice in a Row, B.I.P. Full Run, a.k.a. Bachelor After That, a.k.a.
2: A.k.a. A Pale Shadow of Caitlin Bristow or even Rachel Lindsay.
0: But she's also in that tier. Rachel Lindsay's not in that tier. Rachel Lindsay's on our side of the sauce war.
2: Well, I'm just saying she's a goat.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. But I'm saying the two goats that we talk about the most, Vial, Mm -hmm. Bristow, they are firmly in the middle of the sauce war because I think mm. they talk about truth for sure. And Bristow specifically because Tartic is a part of Bristow and he's talking all kinds of truth. But oh, yeah. Vial does it too. Vial will open up about gameplay. He was talking about drama roses versus love roses. That's really talking about gameplay. But his bread is buttered on the other side of the line So because mm. he gets the copies. He still has access to the producers. He still fancies himself plugged into that corporate machine in some way. So he's got to kind of do a little bit of both. He does a tap dance on the line. You
2: mean he dips his bread in sauce, you mean, not
0: butter. That's right. He knows where his bread is sauced. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying I think that that, the middle area, is going to be harder for people to occupy. As the this idea that that is being presented through our book, through our podcast, through other books and podcasts, starts to like gain more steam, I think everybody's going to have to come out and formally say, is this a game or not? Time will tell. Time will tell.
2: I think we got a lot of people riding in the middle, and that's fine. We don't have to pick sides.
0: No, you don't have to, but it's fun. So now we're going <laughs> to move on to uh, our first segment of this week in donation. Donation. As you know, we're going to give you all those tids. We're going to give you some screams. We're going to give you some pairs of plays. We're going to give you all those gains. But before we do that, We have to talk about some bit of news that occurred out there in the world this week and then relate it right back to our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. State State of the World. world. This is probably the biggest news story of the last two or three years, easily. Century? I mean, I don't know if I'll go that far. A lot of cool stuff happened in the last hundred years. We did have the invention Mm -hmm. of television we had the internet.
2: This is up there.
0: It's maybe bigger than those things. Yeah, it's up there. On Tuesday, a book called How to Win the Bachelor came out. It was written by Pace Case and myself. And to celebrate it, we appeared at a mall out here in Los <laughs> Angeles called The Grove. <laughs> okay.
2: To give it to paint you a picture of what The Grove is, it is, it is a mall, outdoor mall that has been. Formulated to kind of replicate Disneyland. There's like these huge fountains and they do like fountain shows where the the water dances to music. There's like a trolley. I guess that's it. <laughs> wow. What else?
0: There's also a farmer's market. So there's a bunch of places to eat and it's, it's just kind of right in the heart of LA. And they have a Barnes and Noble there. Mm-hmm. We mistakenly made... I mean, this has got to be said right up front. This is definitely on us.
2: This is our fault.
0: We made no calls to the Barnes & Noble. We made no calls to Mm -hmm. the Grove itself.
2: Not a single one.
0: We just put out on our Instagram that we would be there to sign books and meet people and take pictures and stuff from one to two on Tuesday, the day our book came out. And we thought maybe five or 10 people would show up and it wouldn't be a big deal. So we just kind of... Mm -hmm. We showed up. We posted up outside the Barnes & Noble and immediately we knew we had miscalculated some things because there were more than five or ten people. And we can't thank everyone enough who did come out. (laughs) We, first of all, off the top here, uh, sincerely apologize for how uh, poorly that we scheduled this and handled this. And we are going to...
2: have deep regret. We (laughs) absolutely should have called Barnes & Noble and or The Grove.
0: Yeah. I mean, deep regret, but also I was... I mean, I was so happily surprised at how many people came out yeah. and just like people came out and taught someone was wearing a grocery store. Joe taught a bunch of, uh, you know, four t shirts and Game of Roses shirts and stuff. Sweet Nums came out with jet and Jack to say hello. It was an astounding moment for us.
2: I think we should walk through the timeline,
0: please. Okay. Begin it, begin the timeline.
2: So, and also right off the top, I know in my hearts of har- heart of hearts, this wouldn't have happened if we did it at the Americana in Glendale. Those people are chill as hell. Just This is a joke for like four people. This is like a version of the Grove that's in Glendale. Anyway, and we will be doing another signing that will be sanctioned and hopefully less stressful to make up for this. But we start Clues Night. You know, we picked up some roses. We were cutting them and we were signing the books that we were going to send to the winners of our contest for the books. So you can actually watch four minutes of that Instagram live on at Game of Roses pod on Instagram. If you want to just gather the vibe of us before the altercations (laughs) and we carry the stuff down from the parking lot and we are approaching the Barnes Noble and we see that there were a lot of people already there wearing 4TRR shirts. We start handing out the roses. We had someone in a grocery store, Joe taught who also brought a can of sauce that we signed, which was absolutely hilarious. And then enters the scene. Well, first, Sweet Nubs and Jet and Jack. Yeah. They get in the line <laughs> for, the, for the book signing. God. By the way, there are only three copies of this book at the Barnes & Noble, and I believe they were already bought before we got there. And they're in the line. My mom is in the line. And... <laughs> Security guard number one, who turns out to be the benevolent security guard, tells us that we need to go off the Grove premises to this random sidewalk area because it's too big of a crowd and we haven't uh, sanctioned this with anyone. So we lead this pit parade. This is complete (laughs) with sweet numbs jet and jack my mom <laughs> a couple of strollers we lead this line of people through the grove to this random corner oh, over by the parking lot oh. and we reset up there we're like taking pictures and signing books and stuff and then what happens
0: well we got through about maybe two people we were signing books and then two more security guards come up dressed in different security guard outfits and they say get off of our property and we were like a security guard told us to come over there To come to this place, we're just doing what he said, and they inform us that Mm -hmm. that security guard is a security guard for the Grove and the property we're now standing on is not Grove property; it's owned by some other property company.
2: It's the Farmers Market.
0: (laughs) It's the Farmers Market property, so we got to leave there, and so we move then back across the street, and then more Grove security guards come to us.
2: I was like, "Where's your jurisdiction ends?" He says, "That corner." So I was like, "Okay, we'll go to out of your jurisdiction."
0: I mean, yeah, we're we're literally having conversations with these security guards about a matter of feet that we have to move one way or another so that we're out of their property or whatever. And we're not creating a ruckus. No,
2: we're not selling anything.
0: We're not selling anything. We're not handing anything out other than our little roses. Uh, Nonetheless, we were, I guess, against some kind of property rule that they had. So we tried to go back to the Grove and then more security came, many more security came and we get officially kicked out. And so we kind of start doing a slow walk to our car (laughs) in an effort to sign anyone's last books and take any last pictures that we can And uh, then we get to our cars in the parking lot.
2: Alone. Just us.
0: Yeah, it's just us walking back to our cars.
2: Nothing going on at this point. It's been a while since we've seen a security guard, maybe like 20 minutes. Yeah.
0: And then we see some more security (laughs) guards. There are two of them waiting for us at our cars with official documentation, papers that had our names on them that essentially say we are expelled from the Grove, banned from the Grove for a year. (laughs) The Grove is my favorite mall in Los Angeles. I have seen hundreds of movies there. Before the pandemic, I used to go see a movie there with some friends literally every week. I love The Grove. And now I am told that I am banned from it for one year. And that sucks. But it's also worth it. Because the experience that we had that day... I If you would have told me when I woke up, you're going to go do this and this many people will come out and they'll be wearing tots and mm-hmm. like... All this positive stuff, sweetenums is going to be there, but the cost is you have to be banned from the Grove for a year. I would have said ban me for life. I don't care. It is worth it. So I'm glad that we did this. And I, again, we cannot thank everybody enough mm-hmm. who came out and apologize also for our terrible planning of this. We are going to do another event like this at another bookstore here in LA within the month Mm-mm. or so. We're setting it up now and we'll be posting about it and we'll talk about it on our show, of course.
1: We'll
2: tell the bookstore beforehand so they can have copies of the book, you know, that might be important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bad error on our part as well. We
2: ended up signing, I had bought a bunch of labels. Cause in my mind I was gonna write like fimp first flower on them. I didn't get to it. But the labels, we were like, we'll sign them and you can slap it on your book when you get it.
0: <laughs> but hopefully also at the next event, we will we'll have a little bit of time where we can maybe do a reading and, and answer some questions and stuff too, so that it's more of a, a conducive environment to like actually get to hang out a little bit, take some pictures and certainly not have security guards making us literally do yes. a a parade around the perimeter of the property until we get back to our car where they're waiting <laughs> with a cease and desist or whatever documents they had. And
2: by the way, I did not notice this. I'm glad I didn't. But clues told me afterwards that the scary guy behind the woman who handed us the papers at the end had a
0: gun. You know, in retrospect, though, it might have been a taser. I'm not sure if it was a bullet gun or an electric gun, but... Some kind of weapon.
2: Well, as soon as Clues left, I burst into tears. Involuntary tear play. It was a stressful, (laughs) stressful thing, but overall good. And now it is funny. Now that I talk about it, it, I see the humor, you know.
0: (laughs) I was just blown away. I I really was like moved, which is rare for me, to see that many people come out who were like enthusiastic Mm -hmm. about what we were doing. And, you know, we got to hear from some people about what our show has meant to them over the past couple of years and all that. And it's just like, yeah, when we're in it, when we're doing this show, it's like, we put a lot of fucking work into this and, mm. uh, it really has become our lives for the past two years. And so it's always like, it's a good reminder, at least for me to hear like, Oh, people actually really like what we're doing. And that is, yeah, that's kind of what keeps us going or what keeps me going anyway. It's a big motivator for me.
2: You know, we, have talked to people in the primary world, the internet before this and people in the pit, but usually it's just you and I talking into what feels like a void. Yeah. So actually like meeting people in real life and talking with them, it made me much more excited to do our live show.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
2: I was like, that's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. I, and I'm seeing the live show now in a more crystallized way. Like, I think I know what that is. We've been, kicking around different ideas for what the live show is going to be and, you know, everything from just like, well, let's just record a Twibbin live on stage. That's where it started. That ain't where it is now. Let me just say that much. (laughs) It's going to be a very, a very interesting live show. So if you're in Los Angeles, when we wind up putting that together, hopefully you can make it out.
2: We haven't written it yet, so it'll be in a while. We'll do the signing first.
0: It's starting to write itself in my head a little bit. But uh, yeah, hopefully that signing is going to be coming up within a month or so. I think that's probably going to be accurate. Yes. But again, thanks to everybody who came out. And again, apologies as well for literally leading you on a goose chase around the (laughs) grove.
2: I'm really hoping this doesn't apply to the Americana, the band.
0: I don't think it does.
2: I don't even see how it's enforceable, but whatever.
0: (laughs) Whatever indeed. And now it is time for us to move on to the next segment of our program, we're, of course, going to be talking about all of the Instagram movements of players from historic Bachelor Season 26, as well as the ratings for this week's big game. This is
2: This Week in Games. Monday of this week saw ABC doing away with unnecessary coverage of the NFL playoffs to return to our regularly scheduled installment of The Better Sport our beloved game, The Bachelor. And surprisingly, the ratings saw a small improvement from week two. The dismissal of the first villain of the season, Cassidy Timbrooks, and the start of The Shrimp Wars drew in a 0.75 in the 18 to 49-year-old demo, which was up about 3% from week two, with 3.44 million viewers, which was up about 8% from week two. So it seems that Either the week off or perhaps the anticipation of seeing Clayton being broken as he admits having sex with two of the final players is starting to bring viewers back to the fold in small numbers. But of the three games that have aired, the season opener is still the highest rated at a 0.84. Will the playoffs or perhaps the finale produce even higher numbers? It's possible and we'll just have to wait and see. I don't,
0: I feel kind of good about this. I think by the finale, we might see a one-point something. Is that insane? Am I just out of my mind?
2: We'll get to it, but... I don't know. Clayton has 16
0: TikTok followers. Today. Let's wait until the end of the season. And now, (laughs) speaking of Clayton Eckert, let's move on to some gains for our current reigning crown. Clayton Eckert has gained 4,000 Instagram followers this week, bringing him to 161k total. Good job, Clayton. And Clayton Eckert's TikTok connected to his official Instagram, so we know it's him. He's got 16 followers. That's 16. The number one, the number six, 16. Uh Not 16,000, not 1,600, 16. And that is up seven followers from last week. I think we might be one of those followers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
2: cool to watch the gains go up in real time as i click follow
0: <laughs> that's right it's a rush <laughs> follow him let's give this man some numbers let's see what he can do
2: no videos yet but i i'm excited for what will appear there
0: i'm hoping that he's going to do some pizza reviews
2: i think that's an amazing idea let's see it's on brand it's simple it's you know, specific. I feel like TikTok. You really have to find your specific niche and just do that over and over again. And totally, it's so easy to do. There's so many types of pizza.
0: I think he does this. Every thing that he should do is this. Every video. Hey, everybody! This is Clayton coming at you. As you know, I love pizza, and today mm-hmm. I got a pepperoni pizza from Pizza Hut. Let's eat. And then he eats the pizza and he talks about it. And it's always a pepperoni pizza from a different place. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing.
2: And. He should just do a new one that comes out every Monday night. Yes. It's like his viewing, watching tradition, like Matt James with the charcuterie board.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: The ultimate Viking Pizza King. Something like that. And now let's move on to the top five games chart for the Players of Bachelor season 26 since 120, 2022. This is for Instagram. Top five Instagram gains are the gold medal in gains goes to the 32-year-old real estate advisor from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, Elizabeth Corrigan. She gained 4.5K followers, bringing her to 13.5K total.
0: The silver medal in gains goes to the 28-year-old jujitsu enthusiast slash pageant queen slash wedding videographer from Virginia Beach. Susie Evans. She gained 4.3 thousand followers, bringing her to 48.5 K total.
2: The bronze medal in gains goes to 30 year old ICU nurse from the Denver High, Gabriella Gabby Windy. She gained 3 K followers, bringing her to 15.9 K total. I was sad that she didn't get the top place as my prediction.
0: I think she will soon, though. I think. I have big things in my head for her. I think she's going to be the breakout star this season. Mm. Fourth place goes to the 23-year-old wealth management advisor from the New York Influence. We're talking about Sarah Hamrick. She gained 2.8K followers this week, bringing her to 26K total.
2: And fifth place in gains goes to the 25-year-old flight instructor from Claremont, Florida, Rachel Recchia. She gained 2.4K followers, bringing her to 20.8K total.
0: And now let's move on to the top five total Instagram chart for January 27th, 2022. No one has joined the 100K Club yet and doesn't seem like they're going to do that for at least another couple of weeks. But in the top slot, we have the bartender from the LA Icons, Genevieve Parisi. She maintains the lead at 557 thousand followers.
2: 28-year-old wedding videographer from Virginia Beach, Susie Evans, has second place at 48.5K.
0: In third, that's another LA icon, Cougar social media director and night one girl, Jane Pike, at 34.2K.
2: Another LA icon, Melina Nassab, the 27-year-old Kanga jumping personal trainer, comes in fourth place at 30.7K.
0: And rounding out that top five is surgical unit nurse, 24-year-old... Fimp Rose recipient Teddy Wright at 26.8 K.
2: Now, for the top five TikTok chart as of today, this is unchanged last week. We only had one notable gain, which was Susie Evans gaining 4.6 K. In first place is Daria Rose, the 24 year old law student and night one girl from Baldwin, New York, at 39.3 K.
0: Susie Evans is in second place with 17.2 K.
2: Lindsay Windham, the 28-year-old industrial sales rep from Houston, Texas, has 10.7K.
0: Claire Heilig, the 28-year-old spray tanner and night one girl has 8.9K.
2: And Hunter Hogg, the 28-year-old HR specialist from Charlotte, North Carolina, has 2K. Doesn't take much to make the top five TikTok chart.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I like charting this because it's TikTok is as big as Instagram in terms of like the influencers and stuff. You have like the like Charlie D'Amelio, for example, hundreds Mm -hmm. of millions of views, followers, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, It's similar to Instagram, but we're seeing this in our beloved game. It's not quite translating just yet. And I don't know what exactly has to happen for that to be the case. Is it like the younger generation has to start watching The Bachelor or is it like Mm. that's never going to happen? The younger generation doesn't give a fuck about The Bachelor. I don't know, but I think that charting the TikTok gains is an accurate predictor of whether or not the game is going to be absorbed into that next generation or not
2: yeah it's kind of like the evolution of the game so we're seeing more and more players active on TikTok, but not really like not consistently yeah we'll get to some of them in the parasocial plays
0: there's a couple like madison pruitt has has two million you know uh followers that's like huge
2: oh yeah i just met for this season
0: Oh, right, right. Padilla, he's scratching at the door 2 million on TikTok. Nonetheless, those are all the gains this week. Now it's time to move on to that portion of our program where we discuss some very luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News.
2: We open today's Bachelor Nation news with some sad but all too common news in our beloved game. Another successful couple has decided to call it quits. New York influence all stars Riley Christian and Marissa Gunn have officially ended their relationship after their outstanding performance on BIP 7 last year. In a joint statement to People magazine, Gunn and Christian said, We have decided to go our separate ways. Never did we imagine this, but we've come to a point where we both need to work on ourselves. We have appreciated everyone's love and support so far throughout our journey, and we just ask that you please respect our privacy as we navigate through this. Christian and Gunn made history as the first Black couple to be engaged in paradise after an unbelievable 4TRR run on sand that included the fastest use of the Boom Boom Room of all time on their first date. Notably, two other successful couples from BIP7 were invited to Michelle Young's after the final rose. That's Becca Kufrin and Big Body Trash Can Jacobs and GSJ and Serena Pitt. But Gunn and Christian, along with Kenny Brash and Mari Pepin, did not receive the same treatment.
0: Although relationships ending within a year after their formation in our beloved game is the overwhelming statistical norm, it's never fun to see, especially when the couple showed signs of going the distance. Nonetheless, We thank both Christian and Gunn for their contributions to the history of our beloved game, and we wish them both well in the future, especially if they return to Sand, which I think might happen for one or both. If one goes, both go, I feel like. Mm -hmm. But Christian currently has 278,000 Instagram followers and Gunn has 310K.
2: Nice. Hot on the heels of the Iaconetes revealing their new son's name. Dawson Dimitri Hybon on Amazon Live last week, two superstar members of the Dallas Source, Raven Gates and Adam Gottschalk, took to Instagram to reveal the name of their own newborn son, Gates Zev Gottschalk. Adam explained the meaning behind the name in his caption. Gates was a name we picked out randomly one night while on a date and it stuck so well, Adam revealed. It is also tribute to Raven's maiden name. Zev is a name of Hebrew origin, which means wolf, also my great-grandfather's name. We're getting ready for 2045 NFL draft already. What? I don't understand this. What does that have to do with the NFL?
0: Nothing. He wants his son to be a professional football player. That's all.
2: Is Zev a football player? No idea.
0: He's saying that their son will be ready for the 2045 NFL draft. He's basically like, we had a baby. He's going to play in the NFL. That's it. Uh-huh. My dad did something similar. The day I was born, he put a football in my hand as a literal baby, an infant, a one-day-old baby.
2: Cute. So cute.
0: I never played in the NFL.
2: And you're fine.
0: Totally fine. Totally great. Whether little Gates <laughs> Zev is going to play in the NFL or our beloved game or both, we won't know for a little while. But no matter what sport he might wind up playing, he's already making a splash in the parasocial game with 43,000 Instagram followers carefully cultivated by his parents. Daddy Gottschalk has 239K, and Mommy Gates Gottschalk has a whopping 1.1 million followers.
2: I like the maiden name as the child's name. Should I name my child Pace?
0: Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting, too. Why not? Or Pacey.
2: Hmm.
0: And then you can have a link right back to Dawson's Creek, which is a link right back to the Kennedy child, although they deny that.
2: Obviously, I would love my kids to be linked to the Kennedy children. I agree. But I would, you know, Dawson's Creek, that's a classic. (laughs) Little Gates Zev isn't the only baby in Bachelor Nation news this week, though. Bachelor season 20 veteran Jen Saviano announced that she's pregnant with her first child in an Instagram reel on Tuesday. Saviano put her baby bump on display in an animal print bikini and gave the fourth audience a glimpse of an ultrasound. Saviano also introduced her boyfriend and father-to-be Landon Ricker. Luminaries from within the nation, including Ashley Iaconetti and Lauren Lane, added supportive comments on the post. Saviano was eliminated in week five of Ben Higgins' season back in 2015, then made a deep run on sand with The Great Vial in B.I.P. Season 3 and returned for another sand run in B.I.P. Season 6. Saviano has 221K Instagram followers, and as of yet, it seems that her baby-to-be does not have any social media presence at all. Hopefully that will change in the coming weeks.
0: Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about OneSkin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the SkinSafe seal of approval.
2: You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off, oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues, Mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, Because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t shirt in Onyx, that's kind of a dark black color, and the cotton jersey long sleeve t shirt in Kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable.
0: Again, that's SKIMS. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year is flying by. We're almost halfway through it. Now, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of this year. A lot of them related to gore. We've had some great interviews. We're kicking it up a level to get on YouTube. We're really taking it to the next place. But there's still a lot that I would like to accomplish this year. And when life is moving fast... It's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and to make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and then set achievable goals for the next six months so that you get all those things done that you want to get done. Lizzie talks about all the time how beneficial therapy has been for her. My friend Will on my other podcast talks about it all the time, and I agree. It is very good. It's a great tool to be able to talk things out in your life with somebody else who can set you on the right path to getting all those goals accomplished. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp helpcom pcom slash Game of Roses. Speaking of social media presences, Nate Charminant's Olakoya and Michelle Young are in the news this week. Young took a trip to the North to make history in the Olakoya family as the first woman Nate has ever taken to meet his father. The still-together couple took a trip to Winnipeg, Canada, which was Young's first trip to the North, where they indulged in the Canadian tradition of coffee and a donut at Tim Hortons, which was, of course, documented on each of their Instagram accounts. They engaged in ice skating, and Young met some of Nate's friends. But it was the meeting of Nate's father that took center stage on this trip.
2: Young met Olikoya's mother and his stepfather during the hometown round of playoffs in Bachelorette season 18 but this was her first opportunity to meet Nate's biological father. The happy meeting was captured on camera for the fourth audience, of course, and posted to Nate's IG.
0: With so many couples dropping like flies in our beloved game, it's always good to see two people seemingly in love with no possibility of ever breaking up at any time. We guarantee it. Congrats to the charm god who sits at 297,000 Instagram followers and Michelle Young who holds on to 780k of her own Instagram followers.
2: And they hold on to 200k in that Bachelor ABC check.
0: That shit's spent. You know that shit's spent.
2: It can only be spent on the down payment of their first home, Clues.
0: They should have put it all in Bitcoin. If you're listening right now, Michelle Young and Nato LaCoya, all Uh, in Bitcoin.
2: Clues is not a financial (laughs) advisor in any sense. I feel like that should be just up front on every pod we do. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. I'm not a financial advisor. I've not been trained in any of these things. Bitcoin is at an all-time low right now. Not all-time, but it's in a big dip. That's all I'm saying. Good time to buy. I bought some more.
2: Yeah, know. All right, Reese Witherspoon. If I had a check for
0: maybe C for $200,000, I'm going all-in on Bitcoin. Maybe a little Ethereum.
2: Up next in Bachelor Nation news, we obviously all know that a huge literary work was released this week. How to Win the Bachelor, but there was another very important book that came from within the nation. Former superstar player and current member of the LA icons, Rachel Lindsay released her book, Miss Me With That, Hot Takes and Helpful Tidbits, and A Few Hard Truths. That came out on the very same day as How to Win the Bachelor. We couldn't have been more honored and humbled to share our pub date with one of the greatest players of all time and most important contributors to our beloved game. We wish Rachel nothing but the best with her book and all of her future endeavors as she continues to put feather after feather in her cap on her road to becoming a media mogul.
0: I have to say, I could not have asked for a better Bachelor Nation book slash author to share a publication date with. That's part of like the whole experience for me of our book coming out mm-hmm. and everything we've worked toward is that like, this also happened on the same day. It just seems like strange kismet and I could not be happier.
2: I don't think we talked about it, but she posted an amazing parasocial play of of her husband, Brian, with his shirt off, holding up her book.
0: Which the Dark Seeker then photoshopped to be holding up our book.
2: <laughs> well, obviously, some people are saying it's photoshopped. Some people are saying Brian recreated the whole photo shoot for us
0: that's the sauce wars (laughs) (laughs) and that's sauce wars (laughs) and rounding out bachelor nation news we have an interesting item of glorification that took place this week the official bachelor abc instagram account posted a promo video to their main grid with a caption that read today we're celebrating all kinds of hugs heart emoji watch hashtag the bachelor mondays on abc and stream on which is crossed out, and then it says Hulu. <laughs> this is the closest we have yet been to having any of our lexicon in the document itself. Last week, we had Jesse Palmer using the word Hooju in a comment on the official ABC Instagram account, but this is one step closer to the actual production. This is the whoever's running the Bachelor ABC Instagram account has put it in the caption themselves. I think within one year, our proprietary term Hooju that we invented will be featured. In the actual document. And then I don't know what's next. We're, sh- we're gonna see PTC, IFI, forced nudity. I mean, once we have one term in the document, I feel like the door is open. I feel like it will be mm. a cascade effect. Like Jenga. Something like Jenga.
2: By the way, I have had I've had people send me conspiracy theories that we didn't invent the term huju. And mm. this is false. Clues has been using the term hooju and breaking them down since before we even did the podcast. And maybe it's been used by a lot of other people since, but he is the origin.
0: But we said it in like one of our first couple of podcasts when we we said it during Hannah Brown's season in our podcast.
2: But I'm saying it was even before the podcast.
0: Right, right, right. But I mean, in terms of it like reaching any kind of critical mass where it could be used in the show, the producers got it from us Mm -hmm. for sure. They then use it within production. So it's a term that, like, Tyler Cameron is then told by them. He then says it in the Entertainment Weekly interview or, or whatever it was. It was E, I think, uh, interview where he said it. And, of course, now Jesse Palmer knows it because he's... Production is using the term. They got it from us. And so we have infiltrated the game. And now it's just a matter of can we get it in the document? I think we can.
2: I think we can.
0: I think it's going to happen within the next two seasons. That's my... Guess
2: just keep astral projecting, and the world is our oyster.
0: I'm roaming the cosmos every night as I astral project, and my only goal <laughs> is to get an alien to use the term hooju in a meeting at ABC <laughs> so that it then goes into the document. I want to see a group date where they call an alien and the alien comes down and they have to hooju the alien and the alien says the word hooju.
2: Wait, what? Why are there suddenly aliens?
0: Because that's what I do when I astral project.
2: Oh.
0: I try to commune with aliens.
2: Oh, boy. I didn't know that. Never mind.
0: (laughs) That's the intergalactic sauce wars.
2: I don't even know anything that you're saying right now.
0: You fucking started talking about me astral projecting. How am I then not going to talk about aliens? You opened that door. I just walked through.
2: I guess I didn't know that that meant aliens. I thought you were just manifesting.
0: No, I'm trying to like remote view and shit.
2: Anyway, that's all we've got for Bachelor Nation news this week. And now let's move on to the portion of the program where we discuss all the goings-ons in the parasocial world, in the primary world, on TikTok, on Slack, on Instagram.
0: But before we do that, I just need to note that the last piece of our Bachelor Nation news was me saying I'm trying to convince an alien to do a hooju contest on a group date. Uh Uh-huh. That is Bachelor Nation news. But now, you're right, Base case. It's time for...
2: The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. First up... Katie Thurston penned an emotional message on her Instagram about how hard 2021 was on her. She posted a photo in a hot tub blowing a kiss to her main grid, talking about her mental health through her bachelor journey, including revealing that she had started taking antidepressants before her season aired. She alludes to Sleucian Protocol, saying, quote, I thought I knew what to expect. I didn't. I thought I was strong enough to handle the negativity. I wasn't. This post has 79.9K likes and 1.1K comments. She also posted a new Bob haircut, a post that received 122,000 likes and 1.9K comments. We wish our former crown well in all things.
0: Short haircuts get a lot of attention in our beloved game. We've seen it happen Mm -hmm. time and time again when Becca Martinez first appeared on the scene, stepping out of that cherry red sports car with her short haircut. The Mm -hmm. nation went crazy for it. This is a strategy for any players out there. Short haircut when you transition back to the parasocial world after your main game can get you a big bump. Take notes here from one of the greatest parasocial players that ever lived.
2: I mean, that's huge engagement.
0: Absolutely. And this week we had Clayton, Season 26 rookies, start to step it up in the Instagram Reel and TikTok game. Keeper of her ex's ashes, Jill Chin, pretended to leave the room in a TikTok due to drama over a literal crustacean. That vid has 2.1k views.
2: Gabby Windy posted a hilarious TikTok making light of Sinead calling her a 12-year-old cheerleader. The caption read, A 12-year-old cheerleader is maybe the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me? Are you calling me young? Hashtag The Bachelor, hashtag Bachelor Nation. This video has 9.6K
0: views. Sierra Jackson posted a shot of her and her, in quotes, beaches with a shrimp over Shanae's head on her main grid. The caption reads, Me and my beaches. Hashtag The Bachelor. Hashtag shrimp. Hashtag shrimp gate. Hashtag Baywatch. There is no hashtag shrimp wars. A mistake. This is my petition. (laughs) I'll delete when she sincerely apologizes for her ADHD comments and for being mean for literally no reason. Shots fired Mm. in the shrimp wars.
2: Kira Mengistu made another informational reel based on the Baywatch group date on how to respond to a medical emergency if you're not a healthcare professional. This video has 9.5k views. Are we seeing the new Dr. Joe?
0: Mm, interesting.
2: I love this like informational video based on each week's dates. Mm-hmm. Fantastic.
0: I mean, Dr. Joe has a position of scholastic authority. He's a doctor. So he can be an authority on COVID vaccines when he's getting them or whatever, any kind of medical thing, right? So a doctor can do that. Will we start to see other professional archetypes branch out and being like experts in their parasocial play on whatever they're doing? A lawyer?
2: Like, you know what we should have? This is who should do this. Kate Gallivan, she's the real estate person. She should do a breakdown of the architecture of all the places that all the dates are on.
0: Absolutely, including the mansion itself. Mm -hmm.
2: These are great ideas.
0: And we just give them out for free every week. But (laughs) there can be only one winner in our parasocial game. Or can there be? Because this week, we got two. We got dual parasocial plays of the week. Starting out, season 26 standout Susie Evans may not have been on the Baywatch group date, but she still incorporated her own creative play via TikTok, in which she filmed herself watching the date as wind is blowing through her hair, knocking popcorn out of her hand to the tune of Taylor Swift's wildest dream. The video has 561,000 views and 21.2k likes and has resulted in the only significant TikTok bump we saw this week for any player on season 26.
2: Absolutely incredible. I think she's going to take off.
0: I do too. I believe, you know, as we said in the very beginning of this, even when we were just looking at their Instagrams before the season even started, she's the next
2: Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. 100%. If not ring winner. I'm like, how do you get out of that?
0: I think she's smarter than that. How do you get out of it? He gives them the fucking out. We've seen the goddamn video. He says tells them both at the final fucking rose ceremony. I did have intimacy with both of you, or however he puts it. That He's, he's serving them both a crown. And then it's between them. Now we got to figure out who's going to get it. Mm. But, I mean, it's right there. Right. They don't even have to do anything. They just have to cry on some steps and then show up at the after the final rose. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he did this to me. You pull a solution, you know, oh, this doesn't mean what it used to mean. Or did Hannah Brown say that? Or did they both say that? They both did, I guess.
2: I mean, she's a complete professional player. Her TikToks, you know, she's already been doing them for years at this point. Like she was ready. She is making this content that is getting way more engagement than anyone else. I think she's going to continue to do that with more followers. And
0: yeah. And she's protected.
2: It, oh, and of course she has her own her own suite. <laughs> the Evans suite.
0: I'm like 99% sure the Evans room exists. The Evans chamber, we can call it if you like. Because she's just not there.
2: Can we remind people who may not have heard this before what that means?
0: The Evans chamber is a theory I have that is Susie Evans is benefiting from this, but I believe other players have as well that when the producers identify a player who could be the bachelorette or make a deep run any player basically that they need to keep out of drama. I believe they get them separate hotel rooms or they give them a different room in the house that they essentially sequester them so that there is no opportunity for them to get dragged into a rivalry or any kind of drama. They protect them, they insulate them so that they can make them have a deep run or potentially even put a crown on their head. And I think Susie Evans is benefiting. And we're calling that room, the the sequestered room, the Evans Chamber, because this is the first season that I really started to think this might be a thing although I think it's probably happened in many other seasons, we're calling it the Evans Chamber.
2: Well, congratulations to Evans, whether or not she got the Evans Chamber or not, she is reaping other rewards from this game already. But we, you know, we set up there that we have dual winners. And the second winner goes to another person who showed up and showed out this week. The greatest parent player in the history of our beloved game and an LA icon herself, Barbara Weber, a.k.a. Sweet Nums. She posted a photo to her main grid this week of her, Jet and Jack, Bachelor Clues, and myself at our book signing on Tuesday. The caption reads, In the pit with At Game of Roses pod, celebrating their new book, How to Win the Bachelor, Rose Emoji, bachelor clues and at pace case at Jen Jack. This post has 1.1 K likes and 54 comments, including heavy hitters like getting cozy with Aaron and Weber's own son, the former crown Peter Popeye Weber, who commented, welcome home, mom.
0: I mean, it was just a surreal cherry on top <laughs> of a surreal ice cream Sunday. We've been eating all week as this book is coming out and you know, when we first started this podcast, sitting on my couch, just coming into the middle of Hannah Brown season and trying to figure uh-huh. out what we were even doing, I never thought something like this would be possible. And we cannot thank Sweet Nums mm-hmm. and Jet and Jack enough for coming out and then for making this post. It's absolutely astounding to me.
2: It was the most amazing surprise ever. She took pictures with other people in the pit who were also in line. She came with us to all the different places that the security guards had us going to. I had her meet my own mother, which was a dream come true. I just, I mean, what a, a true, true blessing.
0: A true, true blessing indeed. And before we get out of these parasocial plays, we got to talk about them parasocial creatures. We had a bunch. We had Becca Tilly's dog, Phoebe. Phoebe. In the parasocial creature plays this week. We had Kendall Long's Dachshund and Pistachio. We had Hannah Brown getting a new dog named Wally. We had Susie Evans getting real with her dogs, Bella and Blue. We had Tree Huju Extraordinaire Melina Nasab getting cozy with her horse. We had Blake Horstman posting a hilarious reel on Instagram, pick your fighter puppy edition.
2: I love those puppies.
0: But. All of these creatures were insanely cute, as almost they always are. Mm -hmm. But there can be only one creature who takes the cake. And this week, that creature... Is copper. That's right. Rachel Lindsay had to put her ring winner down in an outstanding TikTok video. Author, host, and LA icon, Rachel Lindsay, was seen petting her dog, Copper, who appeared in season 13 of The Bachelorette alongside Lindsay, with a caption that read, Today my dog bit my husband, so we had to put him down. The next shot in the video features Lindsay dragging her husband, taking it out, host. <laughs> Brian Abasilo, (laughs) out the front door wrapped in a tarp. This hilarious TikTok video was posted by Abasilo to both his TikTok and Instagram, where it raked in 29.5k likes and 1,500 comments. This shit was funny as hell.
2: So good. So good. Wordplay.
0: Copper was looking cute as ever. There's another little dog in this video, too. I don't know who that other dog is. Maybe it's Brian's dog.
2: Mm, An assist by another creature.
0: That's right. But I'm giving Copper the parasocial creature of the week here.
2: Copper's a legend in this game. Copper was in Lindsay's intro package. I think Copper got his own ITM at one point.
0: I believe that's accurate. I believe that's accurate. So congratulations, Copper. Congratulations, Rachel Lindsay, on a big week. Not only did your book come out, but your dog got Parasocial Creature of the Week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) An even bigger get, I would imagine, for their family.
0: (laughs) Getting all the awards this week. And now it is time for us to move on to that segment of our program where we discuss how our fandom of this show, how doing this podcast and writing this book has affected our lives, how we have essentially become one with the show. Let's cut our ropes and fall straight down. This is screams, screams from, from the pit.
2: My scream this week—it's more of a celebratory hymn. Oh, but without. Being religious. Okay. What would you call that? A,
0: a song? Are you going to sing a song to me now? A
2: beautiful song with no music.
0: Oh. Acapella?
2: It's like, what is the opposite of a scream? Like a a yippee. Okay. Hooray. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Despite being banned from one of the happiest places on earth on Tuesday, I experienced one of the greatest days I've ever had our book coming out, having our first live event with members of the pit, meeting Sweet Nums and Jet and Jack, celebrating with my friends and family that night. I was overwhelmed with joy and appreciation. And this is something that only happened because so many of you have been listening to us, sharing our podcasts. Rating and reviewing our podcast, buying our book, and even making extraordinary parasocial plays this week of your own, commemorating the event. We've gotten so many people tagging us in these amazing videos. It's honestly, it's like hard to keep up. I'm sorry if we miss them, but we're trying to repost all of them. There's some incredible unboxing videos. There's one reel by at folding the page where she ponders what book she's going to read next. And like you see her pan through her bookshelf of books she already owns to read. And then she cuts back to herself in the gore merch with our book, with the caption, a new release. There was also an incredible TikTok by at miss underscore S M A R T I M A R T I smarty Marty, in which she created an amazing outfit of the day with the gore cover motifs. it, really warms our heart to see these and it makes the hard work worth it if you're reading the book something strikes you as funny or interesting like please tag us feel free to make a video we will repost it and I love seeing people's favorite lines or things that they didn't know it's it's beautiful beautiful content and I thank you and that is my let's go of this week
0: (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah. I feel exactly the same way. It's uh I've written some other books in my day, but never one quite like this. And certainly never one that had this kind of enthusiastic response. Perhaps because my other books came out before <laughs> social media. But uh, you know, I didn't get to see it in real time. This is my first real experience of seeing like people just sending me pictures of like pages inside the book with shit circled that's like, oh my god, this or this mm-hmm. is so funny or whatever. And it's It's fantastic to see that, you know, the work we've put into this, which for me has been the most work I've ever put into a creative project in my life, that it is, it's well received that people like it. And it, you know, we're, we're just like twisting away here in the bottom of the pit, sometimes by ourselves trying to do this shit. And like, is it good? Is it bad? We don't know. Mm -hmm. We're so close to this. I have no ability to objectively gauge whether or not what we've put in that book is good. I think it is. I'm confident that it is, but I don't really know. And you never really know until it goes out into the world and people read it and they either like it or they don't or whatever their reaction is, that's what it is. But we love seeing them. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's great to see that so many people are enjoying it. So thank you, everybody. And your scream was more of a let's go. Mine, I think, is kind of a let's go kind of a scream. It's a little Mm 50-50. For me, this should have been the culmination of this project. Really, the book is is where we started. Or maybe even mm-hmm. the idea of like getting a player in the game was where we started. Can we coach someone into the game? And then that led to like, well, okay, if that's gonna be the thing, like, what do you even coach them on? And that led us to start thinking about strategy and how it's a sport and a game and collecting statistics. And then we said, Well, if we're gonna write a book, we should do a podcast where we can talk out our ideas and it'll help us to just kind of like stay vigilant on a schedule where it's like, we must at least discuss this once a week. And now it's become a little bit more than once a week. It's become a little bit longer. And the podcast (laughs) (laughs) has uh, also become like a very interesting creative project. But in the beginning for me, the book was always the end of this project. It was like, if we can turn this out and the book comes out, that will have like purged this out of my system. And what I realized Uh when we're sitting there at the grove, being chased by security.
2: You're like, my scream is, we're done and I quit.
0: <laughs> Quite the opposite. When I was being handed my paperwork ban. by the Grove to ban me for one year. But but really when I saw everybody come out and now what I see what we're doing in the game, how we're actually affecting it now that we have players in the game that I've coached, I realize this book is not the end of this project. It is the fucking beginning. We are now in this next phase of it. And what comes next, I'm there are some irons and some fires, for sure, how we move this to the next level. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm very curious to see which one of those happens first, which one of those happens biggest. But the book really, to me, like I said, in the beginning of this, that was my end goal. Now it's like, this is literally day one of the next part of this. <laughs> and that is... Terrifying to me and exhilarating simultaneously because I know how much work we've put into these past two years, into the book, into this show. Yeah. And I'm like, I think we got much more work ahead that's gonna be, in my opinion, equally fun, potentially even more fun, because I think we're about to hit it at a higher level.
2: I mean, it's kind of been a it's been a very interesting process and journey. Like this we weren't podcasters. I had worked on a podcast. You had done a podcast, but that wasn't our main job. And in the pandemic, they shut down all these all the product TV productions and stuff. And so we really leaned into it. And we've just it's been an exercise for me in just like going with the flow and like pursuing creative pursuits wherever they end up going and not being so like, this is exactly the type of job that I need to have. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's, you know, let's go. It's been it's been great.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I've always found in my life, I've definitely pursued some projects that just seemed like, oh, I could make some money at this or they seem well positioned to get made like in TV and movies and stuff. But I've always found in my life that like the most satisfying things are the ones that I'm doing because I have some mania about it. It's just some compulsion that forces me to do it like this. And it's like, eh, sometimes those Mm-hmm. wind up becoming a job. Sometimes they wind up <laughs> costing you money. <laughs> like, you know, it, but it, it all kind of comes out in the wash. And I'm happy that this one has been able to sustain itself and that we found a way to do that. And obviously everybody listening has helped us be able to do that. Like we, this none of this would exist without everyone listening.
2: Supporting us in whatever way. It doesn't have to be like... Buying the ad stuff or buying even like our merch or book or anything, like even just telling people about the podcast or reviewing the pod or book, like all of these things have helped. Absolutely. And yeah, it's just a very, I mean, it was like a, it was more of a hobby that people were entertained by at my work. And now, you know, it's taken over my life and it has created some beautiful things. I agree. Beautiful memories. With sweet numbs at the Grove.
0: And speaking of beautiful things that this entire endeavor has created, we're now about to play you one of them. Because if you're in the <laughs> bottom of the pit with us, you have access to our Discord. And if you have access to our Discord, you can submit your very own screams. They have to be a minute or less. And then we will play them here in our screams from the pit. So today we have a scream that comes to us from a user named Varsha. Are you ready for this scream, pace case.
1: Yes. Hi, my name is Varsha.
0: And I'm Phil.
1: We've been together for six years, married for three, and cohabitating in the pit for a year and a half.
0: Varsha's 30th birthday is coming up, so I wanted to get something I knew she would love. When I saw the Gore Vera jewelry, I knew I'd found the perfect gift.
1: Meanwhile, I was thinking about what to get Phil for Valentine's Day. The four TRR and four TWR necklaces immediately reminded me of matching BFF jewelry. Of course, given my prickly cactusy personality and Phil's sweet earnest one, it would only be appropriate that I would be 4TWR and he would be 4TRR.
2: So I went ahead and ordered both.
0: Being that I'm the more diplomatic one in the relationship, I got Varsha both 4TRR and 4TWR necklaces, depending on her mood, and got myself the 4TRR one.
1: We ended up with a grand total of five necklaces, and we are very excited.
0: Our shared love of The Bachelor and The Pit has brought us even closer together and strengthened our marriage. For that, we are forever grateful. Praise Praise be be our our beloved game. I'm extremely disappointed you didn't also get the rings. What are you doing? Uh,
2: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Clues and I have had opposite reactions. I am tearing up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is astounding. Uh, we obviously can't thank you enough. It's also for submitting the scream, for getting the necklaces, for listening to our show.
2: The double scream of, like, alternating who's speaking. Gorgeously produced scream.
0: Gorgeously produced and well-written. And, uh, you know, I, it's also very funny. They Neither of them knew that they were getting the necklaces, and now they've got five necklaces.
2: It's the gift of the Magi.
0: <laughs> we hope you can find some use for the extra necklaces maybe you give them out as gifts or something but this was a beautiful scream
2: that is so sweet you
0: know like we were saying up top we are we're extremely happy and humbled to have been part of anyone's life in any way over the past couple of years especially if we can you know bring a little levity and and make you laugh
2: strengthen marriages yeah we're
0: strengthening marriages but Sincerely, thank you, Varsha, for sending this in to us. And again, anybody who wants to send in a scream, you just join us in the bottom of the pit at patreon.com slash game of roses. And you can submit your screams too. This was astounding to me. I really honestly can't believe this.
2: I feel like if you get the exact same gift for your partner as they get you, that's like, I feel like that's an indicator of like a strong relationship. I agree. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. It literally is gift of the magi. Like, well, Gift to the Magi would be like if one of them like sold their necks in order to buy the other one the necklace. So then they don't have <laughs> the neck that they can put it on.
0: <laughs> have you heard the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Gift to the like Magi. The
2: guy sells the soap dish to get her the whatever.
0: Yeah. I know, I know the story. I just, you know, selling your <laughs> neck is a hard thing to do. I don't know if anybody's figured that out yet. Yeah. But that wraps up this week of Bachelor Nation. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Pace Case. Thank you, everybody who's buying our book, who's posting all the stuff. Thank you, Sweet Nums. Thank you, Rachel Lindsay. Thank you, Copper. Thank you, Vera Meat. Thanks to everybody out there. And we hope you have enjoyed our breakdown of all the things that were going on this week in Bachelor Nation. Like we said up top, please be watching our social media and listening here. We will be announcing our next book event in Los Angeles, which will Mm -hmm. be... A much more official one that hopefully does not have security handing us paperwork at the end of it to ban us from certain properties for one year's time.
2: <laughs> I think it's highly, highly unlikely that it would have the same ending. It's not impossible,
0: but <laughs> I, do I think it's very unlikely. But uh, keep in mind as we move forward that the Sauce Wars have begun. Let's go. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at?
2: It has been 7,249 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game.
0: Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then Now you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now, head to toe, dressed in Quince. I got their shirts, I got their pants, I got everything from Quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen, under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags, and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're gonna have them in that closet forever, unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. (laughs) I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco friendly fabrics and finishes, so you can feel good about getting high quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince, q u dot slash roses for free shipping and 365 day returns. quince.com slash roses. We're coming out of spring and we're headed into summer. It's a great time of year. It's a time for renewal. For me, that means reconnecting with friends and family I haven't seen for a while. And when I do, I want to make sure I have plenty of wine on hand to celebrate with. That's why First Leaf is a great option. As America's most personalized wine company, First Leaf takes the worry and guesswork out of buying quality wines, especially if you're somebody like me who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough, not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you. To get started, you just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on First Leaf's website, and these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well if you're doing it as a gift. It only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge who's going to use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award winning varieties from roses to sparklings and everything in between. It's all based on your personal preferences, on those questions you answered. These hand selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store. You even get to choose when you get the wine. Plus, Every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you have questions about your wines, like what to pair them with, for example, First Leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice. So it takes all the guesswork out.